Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church at Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Friends, our second scripture reading today, which will be the focus of our meditation, comes to us from Luke's gospel. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. And I invite you to open up a Bible along and follow along at home if you have one nearby. Or, of course, you are more than welcome to follow along with the scripture reading as it appears before you. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the kingdom, and there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Today I want to talk to you all a little bit about love. Uh, And yes, I know it's not February and it's not Valentine's Day. I do see the Christmas tree (laughs) erected right next to me. So why then do I want to spend today talking about love? Well, as you might have heard me say before earlier on in the service, and as you heard read in our candle liturgy, today is the fourth Sunday of Advent where we meditate on the greatest gift of love that the world has ever known. Love that continues to dwell with us today. As we read the story of the Annunciation, the story of the angel coming down to Mary, we hear the story of love once again. Love that came down to us from heaven an embodiment of all we could be if we trusted and followed our better angels. 
It's a love that is redeeming and accepting, a love that heals and soothes, but it is also a love that hurts. Love that hurts. Love hurts. Or should I say, love will hurt. Of course, love will hurt. Love will hurt for all the obvious reasons that are out there. You could probably name some. But I think there's another cause to this pain we will feel when we choose to love. The life-giving love. And when we choose to set that as our highest priority. But before we dive too deep into love, I want us to take another quick dive, or at least dip our toes into the world of biblical Greek. And don't tune off the live stream just yet. I promise you it's, it's only a short snippet. <laughs> you might recall, as I have said before, the ancient Greeks possessed multiple words for love, which is one of my qualms, you know, with the English language. Because in English, our, our word for love encapsulates so many different things. I can say I love that poinsettia that's right in front of me, but that doesn't mean I have a romantic affinity with that poinsettia plant. Our word for love encapsulates so much. Comparatively, the Greeks had words like philia, a love, a friendship, pragma, a long-standing love, ludos, a Plato, a playful love, and agape, the highest form of love, love for everyone. These different ways to describe love is helpful because they provide much more nuance that we often miss in our modern English. But they're also helpful because there is one thing that seems to tie them together, one observation I think we can make that gets back to our main point this morning, which is that the thread that connects all these forms of love is potentially hurt. Whether we like it or not, love contains hurt. And the act of loving may hurt even more. But friends, why does love, why does love, why does the act of love hurt. Why does it hurt? Well, we could say love hurts because it's due to the fact that when we choose to love, we are investing a bit of ourselves in that person or that thing. And when that thing or that person relationship is damaged or severed, it feels like then a piece of ourselves was lost. Each time we choose to love, we take a risk, knowing that there is the chance we will get hurt. We might imagine that the same thing applied to Mary, applied to Mary and Joseph, when they entered into their engagement. Was there hurt when Mary revealed that she was pregnant? Hurt on Joseph's side and Mary's side. 
even in the midst of such joyous news, fear and pain must have been a part of the equation. Even in the midst of news brought by an angel. I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but I do know this. I do know that if we choose to embrace such good news, such good love, even with hurt, and I'll expand on that later, that it leads to something in the long term if we choose to believe in God's transformational love and that that love is real. If we aren't willing to take risks, then I don't know. If we aren't willing to take that kind of a risk where we know we may get hurt, then I think we end up feeling nothing but bitterness and contempt when we see such acts of love put on display. Perhaps this year you found yourself questioning the worth, the value of love. Perhaps you found yourself questioning the worth and value of love in the midst of this pandemic year, and a year where we have found such deep and critical cultural divides. Or there's a chance you've found yourself on the receiving end of that hurt possibly you found yourself on the receiving end. I was reading an article recently about 2020, and this article took a look at relationships that have been strained this year due to COVID, due to everything else I feel like 2020 has thrown at us. And it was an interesting look at how this year, which we thought would be a year which we could take a little more inward reflection to appreciate the things that we had, have actually, for a great number of people, turned out to be a time of turmoil where friendships have been ended, relationships with family has been put to the test. 2020s certainly is now a time for us to reevaluate the way we love one another. Maybe we need to pause and listen more intently to what the angel said to Mary in today's reading. Because what it must have been like to have an angel come down and bring news of wonderment and awe. I give Mary a lot of credit because she was more composed than I think I would ever be in a situation like that. But getting back to Mary as well, as we listen to the words of the angel this is where we also find the part where love hurts as well. Because as we're told in the text, Mary was engaged to Joseph. And after receiving this news to an outsider and even to Joseph, it seemed like something strange was going on. 
And of course, we don't know much about Mary and Joseph's relationship. We assume, based off of the culture and the time, that it was an arranged marriage. Though even if it were an arranged marriage, we might imagine that as these two individuals entered into a bond with one another, in the midst of joy and love, there may have been a little bit of hurt. When confronted with this startling new reality that would impact her life and relationship, I also give Mary a lot of credit. And what I love is Mary's response. Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. In these words, we hear a commitment. In these words, we hear Mary's willingness to accept the stigmatism, the jabs of being an unwed mother, a commitment to be a loving partner to Joseph, and a commitment to be a vessel that would challenge generations to know what it means to truly love. Loving hurts. And I guess that's where I should say this, that when I talk about hurt, I'm really talking about sacrifice. It's the kind of hurting that results in us letting go of something so that someone else may benefit. What kind of love are you going to practice this season? What kind of love are you willing to take on? Will it be a love like Mary's? Or perhaps you're a little more hesitant like Joseph. The love we share when we sacrifice, when we are willing to hurt for love, doesn't mean we end up feeling empty on the inside. When we love in a way that shows our care for one another, God is there with us to catch us when we fall, to bind up our hearts when they are broken, to fill them when they are empty, to soothe us when we are weary. So again, how will you love this Advent and Christmas season? Will you love in a way that hurts? Or will you love in a manner that's a little more focused on yourself? Judging from news articles and social media, I think we could use a little more sacrificial love. Love that stretches us, love that pushes us to grow, love that brings us into a deeper sense of community and a deeper relationship with the spirit that unites us all. Love that hurts in a way that reminds us the cost of the divine love we have received. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.